Hello, and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Today's episode of Future Focus is being moderated by me. My name is Tim Birch, and I am the current vice president of NSPS. This will also be our first face-to-face group podcast because the topic is that important. The guests today are from the Illinois Professional Land Surveyors Association, as they have organized a task force focusing on workforce development and, more specifically, an apprenticeship program for technicians. They are Kim Robinson, Executive Director of IPLSA, Norm Ellerbrock, President of IPLSA and NSPS Certified Survey Technician Board Member, Bill Fleming, IPLSA Director and Education Chair, and Tim Murphy, NSPS Director for Illinois, past President of IPLSA, and current Taskmaster for this ad hoc group responsible for putting this program together. We sat down at the recent IPLSA annual conference to discuss the program after the grand unveiling during the seminars. So, without further delay, here's our latest future focus on workforce development on this edition of Surveyor Set. Welcome to Surveyor Says, the NSPS podcast. My name is Tim Birch. I am the vice president of NSPS, and I am here today with the workforce development crew from IPLSA. We're here at the IPLSA annual conference in Springfield, Illinois. And just so everybody's keeping track at home, from my left is Kim Robinson, the IPLSA executive director. In the middle is Tim Murphy, the NSPS director for Illinois, who is also the chair of this task force and also past president of IPLSA. To his left is Bill Fleming, IPLSA Director and Education Chair. Yes. And then to my right is the brand new IPLSA President, Norm Ellerbrock, who is also part of the NSPS Certified Survey Technician Board. So welcome to all. And one reason we wanted to do this podcast was because you've introduced a whole new concept uh, that at least I'm aware of, of workforce development and going after new hires, new, uh, actually an apprentice program that we're, we're talking about doing. So uh, you know, I'm going to turn this over to Tim Murphy for now, who's been heading this up, and uh, just kind of give us an overview of what this program's all about. Thanks, Tim. And, uh, and we're real excited about this. Uh, we introduced a training program here at our conference and got a lot of excellent feedback. So uh, the excitement level for this is really high right now. Um, just a little background, I think Illinois is facing the same thing that all the other states are facing. We don't have enough technicians. The technicians we have aren't trained, so we need to provide training. We have a lot of one-person crews out, so they're not getting the training there. And over the past years, the uh, leaders at IPLSA have recognized this need, and that's really what sparked this, uh, this plan that we came up with, uh, a training program. Um, literally, we pulled this off in a year. We started a year ago, sitting at, it may have been at this very room, at this very table, uh, a roundtable discussion, uh, and conducted a survey of our members, uh, trying to get some data ahead of time. And what we found, it didn't surprise us, 80% of our members employ technicians. And of those, 70% said they would like to hire a technician that has been trained by IPLSA or by some specific training program. And another 70% said that they would hire someone. So the writing was on the wall. This was something that was missing that we needed to pro- we needed to provide and, and prepare for. Sure. Well, I guess I want to throw it back to Kim for a second. As as the executive director of IPLSA, I got to believe that you've been hearing this from our members for many years of the the lack of the lack of talent coming into the profession. 
Yes, both from the surveyor perspective and from the technician perspective. And, um, and beyond that, uh, I think we've known for a long time that surveyors were in the best position to train technicians. But we've really struggled with what that looked like. Illinois is a big state, and a lot of other states are big states, and how do you do that in an efficient way? Um, and so this opportunity presented itself, and as Tim said, we're all really excited about it because this is going to be you know, something that surveyors are putting together, surveyors who know best what they need in their technicians, and it's a way to provide and deliver you know, comprehensive training, consistent training, good training, um, you know, statewide. So exactly. we're really excited about it. Well, for those who, well, most people think of Illinois and they think of the state of Chicago, uh, Illinois is a very diverse state in, uh, with, the, with the urban areas of Chicago and St. Louis, that this program obviously had to be tailored for both the urban areas and the, the rural type of uh, students and new hires we were looking at. So, I don't know, Tim, you want to talk, can you touch base on what the program was set up to, to try to do? Yeah, well, the, in the program, it really, we're trying to address two things, and, and we didn't even uh, touch on the other. Besides training our technicians, we need to bring new technicians into the workforce. You know, we're, we're, our, we're an aging profession and, and we're all hurting for our employees. So this is as much a marketing tool to go to schools and recruit students into our profession, hoping that some of them will fall in love like we did and continue on with the degree and become professional land surveyors in their life. Um, so we want to go to the schools and promote this as a, as a way for the next generation to enter into surveying as well as offering it to our members to train their technicians that are right now looking for that training and, and employers are unable to provide. Mm -hmm. um, kind of going back, and, and this will resonate with a lot of the NSPS listeners, uh, we found, I'd heard, I'd never heard, seen it specifically until we looked into this, but in 1991, um, some of our leaders from NSPS took the CST program and created a Department of Labor approved uh, apprentice program. So that was really the, the starting point that we knew we had that, you know, in the, in the bag, if you will, or in the, in the can. And we started with that and said, well, how can we make that work in today's environment? And that was really the starting point. And, and I think, um, I don't know the full history of what was done before, but that, that laid a good foundation for what we were trying to accomplish. And, and an apprentice program, and that's kind of, it led our decision to seek U.S. Department of Labor approve, approval for our program. And we've got that. Uh, we, we now have a U.S. Department of Labor approved training program through IPLSA, um, which, is, which is a big deal. The, cre the credentials you get from that, number one, and a lot of states, Illinois being one of them, are offering tax grants to employers who participated in the apprentice program. Well, very good. Well, and I, you, you, we've hit on a little bit uh, here as well as the education side of it, and I'm going to throw it over to Bill yeah. now because. Bill was, was a uh, NSPS director for Illinois for a couple of years, and he was around uh, at the time that NSPS was starting to get involved with the school counselors as well. And so Bill kind of spearheaded up the efforts here in Illinois to get to the Illinois school counselors conferences. And what's some of the feedback you were getting from the school counselors? Well, we've been involved with the school counselors uh, conference here in Illinois for, for the last three years. This will be the fourth year. This year, it's a combined conference <clears throat> rather than two geographically separated conferences. The feedback has been outstanding from the uh, school counselors. Uh, the way we try to present it is everybody's got a student in their class that may not be on a college track and has got good grades, good math skills, and likes the outdoors. And they were all very, very receptive. 
Uh, we've also taken, uh, we've always had a lottery or a, a giveaway for a gift card and we've collected uh, email addresses from all the counselors as part of entering that. And we've been able to send out email blasts. We've been able to stay in touch with them and exchanged information. And we've had very, very positive feedback in that we've been invited to numerous uh, career fairs. Very Everybody's nice. been very interested. And at just about every uh, career fair, uh, a parent will come up and say, do you guys have a, an apprenticeship program? And we've been able to say yes. We had one in particular, Tim and, and, uh, attended with about a year ago, and a year later we've got one. So we're very proud of that. Good. So, Kim, I mean, how's the feedback been from the association standpoint? I mean, getting it from the, from the uh, as far as the organization receiving things? Well, I think that we're just at the beginning of that. This was, you know, as Tim said, we've been working on this for a year. Um, the goal was to have it ready to roll out at this conference, to be able to tell 700 members here, to be able to tell them this is where we are at with our program. And we're actually at a point now we're ready to actually move forward and um, get uh, employers signed up. So I think the reception has been incredible. I was concerned we wouldn't have um, enough interest or that people wouldn't understand it well enough. But I think I've been surprised at the speed with which people have already started to embrace it. That's good. Um, I wanted to just dovetail on something Bill said. I think it's really, I think a really great thing about this program, the apprenticeship program, is that we're now able to offer something for everyone. Not every kid is college bound. And I think that's what we hear when we go talk to counselors. You know, and, and for those who are, that's great. This can be a mm -hmm. foundational step. Exactly. But some kids don't want to go to college. And that's okay. There's still a career to be had here. And I think that's what we now have to offer is we can operate at both levels. Exactly. We've seen that at the national level too with the the career, the, the, the school counselors. You're in the same room with crane operators and backhoe operators and that they're trying to draw the same types of people uh, because there is a segment out there that's not college material and that is not a knock on a, on, a, on, a, on a young person. It's just that's not what they're into. Not everybody wants to go for four plus more years of college. Uh, what I like about part of what it's laying out and this kind of gets into to Norm's expertise now is Norm, is a, as a member of the, uh, the CST board, has really gotten his hands into a lot of the, the CST program and the questions and the whole process. How do you see the CST playing out in conjunction with the apprenticeship program? Well, the, the students that go through the program will be able to sit for the CST one, level one and level two exams. So they will have that credential once they complete the apprenticeship program. So uh, that's, a, that's a huge benefit. Okay, and, good. And then part of along the way too is that uh, as these kids go through, they do get college credit for some of the uh, coursework that they're gonna take. So if they do wanna move up and become a professional, they have some, already have some background, college background that they can utilize. Okay, so I tell you, let's, so let's start, from the, start from the beginning. If somebody is interested in this, what is going to be the process in which a, an, a an employer and a potential employee, how does that, how does that come together? Well, we're, we have two applications. So right now what we're trying to do is develop a pool of candidates, of apprentices, technicians. So applications that right now, if you know someone that's interested, we can send you an application immediately. Uh, equally or simultaneously, we have applications for employers uh, that can fill out an application and just uh, ex expend or, or uh, uh, let us know their interest that they would hire a technician going through this program. So the thought is that we get a pool of candidates and we get a pool of employers and then we're going to leave it up to them to connect. 
You know, the employers can contact the candidates, the candidates can contact the employers in their area. You know, our goal is just get a pool large enough that will support and sustain the program. Okay, very good. Now, let's say a company comes forward and they already have an employee that wants to do this. Are they going to go through the same process, filling out both applications and putting this thing together? No, I think so. What I didn't say is that once you have an employer and an employee put together, whether it's brand new or an existing technician, there'll be a third agreement. And that's really the, the uh, binding agreement for the program. Because for IPLSA to be okay. behind it, for the U.S. Department of Labor to be behind it. And the one thing we haven't mentioned too much is that we're, we have an education partner with Parkland College. And there's certain requirements to be DOL approved that we have to fulfill. Sure. So there'll be a full application process that uh, the employer and the employee will have to go through and for full approval and, and uh, enrollment into the program. Very nice. Can you expand on the, 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 the partnership with Parkland and what, what all is that going to entail? Right. So, and a lot of this is dictated by the U.S. Department of Labor. And what we found out in investigation, and, and this is true for any apprentice program, is that you have to have 144 hours of, uh, it's not classroom training, it's not specifically certified training, but it's, it can't be on the job learning. It has to be more of an official type of training atmosphere, schooling, whether it's online, classes, hands-on. Uh, so we've, we've uh, affiliated ourselves with Parkland College, and at least for the, the uh, initial, uh, they'll be our education pro provider, and they'll be providing classes through both online, in-person, hands-on, and uh, over the course of a two-year program, uh, students will have to have 144 hours each year, so 288 hours, I think that's 18, roughly 18 days per year of, uh, of that training. Uh, and that'll be done in conjunction, it's an earn as you learn. Very good. Right. Oh, exactly, exactly. Because, uh, yeah, unfortunately, because we, we are such in such a need that uh, uh, I think this is going to be a, something that's going to take off quite well. But there again, we're going to have to have the employers, no matter how many how many employee to, uh, potential employees we get, we've got to have the employers that are want to want to participate in this. Kim, can you touch on the, the, the whole benefit of the employer a little bit on this? Certainly. Well, obviously having a train, a well-trained workforce has got to be the biggest benefit to an employer. Uh, but also the, um, in Illinois, and I think Tim may have mentioned this, that um, Illinois for the first time uh, this year, just sort of coincidentally as we were working on our program, um, passed a law to offer a tax credit to new apprenticeships, um, new apprentices as of January 1, 2020. Our uh, employers are eligible for $3,000 to put toward the training of an apprentice, potentially a little bit more depending on what area of the state you're in, uh, per year, per apprentice per year. So that's a significant mm -hmm. uh, pot of money sitting there that an employer can take advantage of. So basically you have an opportunity to get your staff trained or your apprentices trained at very little outlay of cash too. You, you still are going to be paying the apprentice during that time, but you're going to be paying them anyway. Right. And so they can become much more valuable to you in a much more efficient way if they're being trained um, in this manner. So I, I think that's one of the big uh, benefits, obviously beyond the training itself. I think it's a benefit even if the tax credit isn't there, but the tax credit just right. makes it incredibly right. easy to Well, and I think – I think you know, when I first heard it, I, you know, I, I, my first impression was, well, is it really, is this really geared at a bigger company? But the more I think about it, I, I don't think that it is. And I guess I'm going to turn, I'm going to look at Norm here and ask, as a small business owner, what does, the, does this, pro, is this program going to be uh, incentivizing enough for a small business to want to jump into this? 
I would hope so. I mean, I, I, if I can take advantage, well, I'm in Missouri, this is in Illinois, uh, but if I could take advantage of it, I would, because I'm getting, again, the training from my employees that uh, is beneficial and it's at low cost to me. So just what Kim expounded on. So I think it's a fantastic oper uh, opportunity and, and I hope small businesses jump all over it. Okay, very good. Uh, yeah, if I could add to that, um, there's a couple points, and, and one, with the tax credit, it literally potentially would cost an employer nothing to provide this training. And for anyone, large company, small company, that might think, well, what if I do have to pay? What is the price of not training your staff and your technicians? The, uh, the potential losses of not having a trained workforce is so much greater, uh, and it's so essential for the longevity of our profession to continue on that we develop this next generation of surveyors. And, and the, the risk of not doing that far outweighs any out-of-pocket. It's kind of like Kim said, even if there's no tax credit, uh, this is a drop in the bucket. Right. Uh, and while this, I mean, this is obviously a, a great opportunity, a great program moving forward, uh, how do we see this operating in conjunction with our existing, uh, existing times we're going to exhibit at the school counselors? Bill, I know you've been to several career fairs. Um, you think this is going to resonate with, with, with teachers and potentially, hopefully, parents? I, I, really, I really think so. As I said, we have had a number of parents come up to us and ask us about an apprenticeship program, and we've been able to say it's in the works, and I think this is going to be a, a great tool for them. The other neat thing about it is if we can get kids into this program, gearing them towards a technical position, if we can get one out of four that are going to be interested in going on and getting getting the education requirements they need to become licensed, that's a great thing. Uh, Parkland, our uh, educational partner, is one of two universities in the state of Illinois that offer the 24-hour survey-specific curriculum that you need in addition to a bachelor's degree to become professionally licensed. Through this program, they get the first 12 hours and our educational partner uh, has made a commitment to find a way to help them get the additional 12 hours if necessary. So this is a win-win for both employers, mm -hmm. for the students, and actually for the public since they have been asking about it. Sure. Can we go a little bit deeper into the actual program itself? I mean, what is going to be taught at the, at the actual the apprenticeship program? So one thing, there's, there's on-the-job learning, and to be qualified by the Department of Labor, we actually have to have the employers certify that uh, it's in some form that they've provided training on the job. And that can be in many forms. That's, uh, it's a little bit loose because we want to keep it broad so that if a survey company does a lot of boundary that they would qualify, if they do a lot of uh, DOT work, they would still qualify. Uh, so there, there's an aspect of an employer providing on-the-job learning and providing that. From the, uh, the classroom training, or official training, if you will, um, Parkland has been doing the 24 semester hours for a number of years now, and they've, been, they've had a survey program for, I'm not sure how long, 15, 20 years at least, uh, thereabouts. And what they've done is, is uh, Todd Horton here has, has kind of cherry-picked what he thought would be the best uh, programs for an entry-level surveying. Uh, basic surveying, they're teaching them how to run equipment, they're teaching them computations, they're teaching them how to collect data, topography, they're teaching them how to uh, process that data. And they're teaching them, uh, in a lot of respects, in uh, the manual way of doing things, so they, the, the students will understand the theory behind it, 
and not just know that if I push this button, I get the result. And, and I think that's big, uh, just understanding the theory behind what we're doing and why we're doing it. Uh, it resonates and, and makes a better surveyor. Right, and uh, for a little more of the, the educational type of stuff, that uh, if you want to go back and listen to the podcast with Corey Allred, uh, Dr. Corey Allred from Parkland, uh, it, was a gr- it was a great conversation. That, that, that he, exactly what Tim just said. It's about the basics. It's about what really what this all it, 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 we're doing and what it means. Um, so I'll give a shout out to Corey as well because he'll be one of them doing that. Um, is there anything else at Parkland that they're doing to help educate and push forward opportunities for exposing this to surveying? Yeah, well, and in fact, uh, Corey and Todd both will say they're a, uh, what was the exact term you used yesterday? They're a workforce development generator. You know, they're in the business of developing a workforce for surveyors. And, uh, you know, Todd has been committed to this for decades and uh, is now... And every time you mention this to Todd, he points out that Corey is the person. So Dr. Allred is now the new uh, go-to guy over at Parkland. And I guess we should remember that. (laughs) Um, You know, they've always done outreach. They do a summer camp for students. They've been doing that since 2017. Uh, And part of this program that we didn't talk about is a a boot camp. Okay, so initially, you know, when, when you hire a new technician that's new into surveying that doesn't do anything, it's really challenging. It's really challenging from an employer standpoint because you can't just stop working, but you've got a new employee that doesn't know anything about serving. So we've developed a one-week boot camp uh, that would be part of this program that uh, someone new to surveying would go for a week and it would just be a solid one-week crash course where they're going to learn leveling, they're going to learn operation of equipment, not to the same extent they will with the extended training, but enough so that when they come to their first day on the job, mm-hmm. they're not asking where do you put the camera on this thing, this tripod thingy? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right now, we have a lot of interest and we, we hope this grows dramatically, but uh, currently Parkland is our educational partner, but that doesn't mean, you know, if it gets big enough, they won't be able to handle it. So hopefully we can set this out regionally, different parts of the state, down south, down, you know, out in the western part, eastern parts of the state, and find some other educational partners. And if we get enough interest, the boot camp will be we'll have different boot camps around the state as well. We'll find, you know, Tim, myself, Bill, we'll be part of putting on this boot camp, whoever we can get to provide it. So uh, we hope that becomes a, a major problem. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, and actually, uh, between Dr. Corey Allred and uh, Todd Horton, they would be in here with us as well because they were a big uh, part of this. But it is the Illinois Conference, and they are actually working right now. So uh, we a uh, little shout-out to them and uh, the efforts that they put uh, put on for IPLSA. Uh, anything else we want to, want to touch on beyond even also how, how, to get, how to get more information about this? Um, any lasting last comments about the program itself? Well, I guess I just want to reiterate the excitement level that we're seeing from our members about this is just tremendous. The feedback that we've got, we did a presentation at the conference, a panel discussion uh, here at our conference, and the feedback and reception, the questions and the interest, it was just a little bit overwhelming. So that we're real happy about that. And uh, we came into this not knowing, you know, what kind of response we'd get. And there's a little bit of the chicken and the egg thing. Are we going to find the students or the applicants? Are we going to find the employers? And uh, you've all seen that commercial, or the internet commercial, where the sales are clicking one, two, three, and then all of a sudden the clicker starts going. 
it, we would be thrilled with the problem of having too many employers and too many students and uh, be expanding into different regions of the state sooner rather than later. I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but uh, uh, you know, that's a problem we can solve. Okay. Uh, you know, so we're, we just hope that we have the interest of the employers and the commitment of the employers to uh, see this through. Well, I guess one last question of why, you know, for those that don't, that maybe are new to this and, and, and don't un understand the importance of getting these apprentices in the, the right way, why is it so important we train them from the, from the get-go of how, of what we do and how we do it? Why is it so important? They're just people off the street. We can we can hire somebody with a with a pulse to come out and hold a rod or whatever. Why is it so important, Norm? You want to get that one? Sure. So, as a part of the CST board, uh, a longtime member, John Finn from Michigan. He's a, a great guy. I love him to death. I pick on him constantly, but I love him to death. One of his comments is that you know we want our people trained appropriately because. When they leave the office that morning, they've taken our license, they're taking our reputation, they're taking our insurance, they're taking everything we've got. And if they're not getting the proper training and they go out in the field, our neck is in their hands, you know? And so this training is vitally important so that we make sure we got qualified technicians doing the job. Exactly, well, that, that's a good point. And yeah, yeah, John's been uh, pretty famous for saying that and that's exactly right that, yeah, that, you're taking your license every time so because uh, um, that experience is necessary it is important yeah it is and it's funny somebody reminded me of something I've heard several times over the years and uh, they were interviewing someone and uh, the individual had 10 or 15 years experience and after talking to them for a while found out that well they learned to push some buttons and collect data and that's what they knew and they did it for 15 years they didn't know surveying they didn't understand the concepts and, and the theories behind it uh, the, the knowledge they would need for boundary surveying. But the individual thought, I've got 15 years experience, I really know what I'm doing. And they, they knew a sliver of surveying. So when we can expand on that and provide good training good. to pr produce a well-rounded individual, that's what this profession needs. Good. All right, well, and I promised everybody I wouldn't take too much of their time because it is the Illinois Conference and most of everybody around the table needs to get back to work. So uh, for more information, uh, they've got a, they've actually got an email set up that it's apprentice at iplsa.org and is there going to be more information if not already on the website there actually will be we're going to be devoting a whole a much bigger portion of our website specifically to this program so once the conference is over we will be working toward very that. good very good and bill when it, we've got a school counselors conference coming up that's coming up uh, I believe April 16th and 17th in Tinley, Tinley Park and we are taking our, uh, the two educational partners uh, Parkland College and SIU Edwardsville they're also going to be attending side by side uh, we've got a great program we've got giveaways uh, Tim is bringing the virtual reality sandbox which should spark a lot of interest and get people over to us where we can get on our soapbox and explain how we can help them do their jobs as school counselors. Very good. Final thoughts, gentlemen and ma'am, anything? Mr. Murphy, you're never at a loss for words. <laughs> and, and here you stumped me. <laughs> no, I say this. <laughs> Thank you for uh, taking the time to let us share this with everyone. And, and uh, when we see the success, I'll be glad to be passing this on to other states Absolutely. through NSPS and the Workforce Development Committee and NSPS. Absolutely. That's exactly what I was going to say. It, this could be a model for other 
other states across the country, don't hide your eyes, plagiarize. There you go. <laughs> Anything, Mr. President? No. No? All right. I was going to steal your line, but I'm not going to. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. Uh, well, we appreciate it. Once again, this has been Kim Robinson, Executive Director of Illinois Professional Land Surveyors Association, Tim Murphy, the Chair of the Workforce Development Group, and Bill Fleming, the uh, Education Chair and current IPLSA Director, and last but not least, Norm Ellerbrock, the incoming IPLSA President and CST Board Member. Uh, we appreciate their time and, uh, and even well beyond that, their efforts. This is going to be a fantastic program and we hope it sets the bar uh, very high for all of the other affiliates across the country and uh, we look forward to having them all back on and talking about the success of this program. So we appreciate your time and uh, with that we'll say good day. Thank you. You've been listening to Future Focus and our discussion about a new apprenticeship program through the Illinois Professional Land Surveyors Association. Our guests today have been Kim Robinson, Executive Director of IPLSA, Norm Ellerbrock, President of IPLSA and NSPS CST Board Member, Bill Fleming, IPLSA Director and Education Chair, and Tim Murphy, NSPS Director for Illinois and past President of IPLSA. I am your host, Tim Birch, here on the Future Focus series of the Surveyor Says Podcast. Whether you've just listened for your first time or have been tuned in for the entire run, we appreciate everybody downloading and providing great feedback. Keep the comments and suggestions coming as we are lining up many more guests and lots of entertaining topics. Kurt and JB are in process of recording three Lobby Day topics on Point of Order. Kurt has more Table A talk with Gary Kent in the works. You'll hear from our incoming NSPS President Mark Sargent and his vision for 2020. And I'm tracking down more young surveyors that will share their exciting stories with you. So, remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And also watch our website, nsps.us.com, for more information on future episodes. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.